It's been two weeks since I've recorded an episode because I have been in over my head with just life. Between work, the kids, their schooling, teacher meetings, meetings with doctors, my husband starting a new position, and an awful new schedule to go along with his new job, mixed with the holidays upon us, decorating, putting up the tree, and trying to remember to move an elf every night. And I don't even do anything creative with her. I just literally move her and that's stressful enough and I'm losing it and I'll remind you that all of that has been done within the same space my home where I haven't left in a couple of weeks because the COVID numbers are sky high and I'm back to staying safe at home but I'm ready to lose my mind so I have some stress management tips to get us through the holidays get us through the winter with COVID and not completely lose our minds Hey, Courageous Mom, I want you to know that you are so brave, raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. Okay, tell me if any of this sounds familiar. You've got a kid crying while you hurriedly put the fast food or pizza for the umpteenth time this year on the table while the dog is barking like crazy and then is running around with your daughter's favorite boot because she left them out after you asked her countless amounts of times to put them away because you knew this would happen and now she's screaming and running around because she needs your help to chase the dog to get that boot away. Your son is pacing around and around as he listens to the same 15 second snippet of the same song over and over again and your husband is working. So it's just you and it's just been you all day. Actually, it's just been you pretty much all year. At least that's what it feels like. And you can't escape because there's a crazy virus out there and no one understands why you're snippy. I mean, they can't for the life of them figure out why you might have just very little patience. Like they have zero clues as to why that may be possible. And this is unfortunately a very familiar scene for many of us. And however, the good news is, is that it doesn't have to be this way. And there are things that you can do. Like you can run away. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. And that's my tips to reduce stress. Just run away. Okay, I'm joking. Thank you for listening. No. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm sorry. I just it's it's just been a day. So I'm I'm going off track. You can't really run away. I'm sorry to break the news, but there really are still ways without running away that we can get things under control for the holiday season and the remainder of the winter. Because I realize that not everyone listening is in the cold like I am in Boston. And for that, I am completely envious because I hate the cold. And although I love Boston so much and it's been home to me all my life. I just cannot get used to the weather like ever. And as I get older, it's getting hotter and hotter. So, okay, I digress. I'm just trying to say that the weather and this year is making everything more depressing, more stress because the kids can't really go outside. They don't really want to at this point. And that means that they're spending more time inside with me. And I adore my children, but I'm realizing that at least the warmer weather, that was like an escape and they could go outside and just run around or do whatever they do and not be saying my name a million times a day. And that is just what it feels like at this current point in time. So although some degree of stress is inherent as you deal with the varying phases of your family members and their emotions through all of this and all that life is throwing our way this year, there are ways, specific ways that we can help reduce the stress at home um, for the holidays as well as the winter as we head into another few months of being cooped up because I'm keeping the faith that there is an end in sight to this. And while 2021 may not be immediate relief of the situation, there is hope. And for that, I am so grateful. But for now, we're talking about how to reduce the stress at home. And I think this helps whether we're stuck at home <laughs> due to a pandemic or just need to keep some peace within the house on a regular basis, just on any old average year. And I think the number one thing that is incredibly helpful for me is to get organized because life can quickly become chaotic when you don't maintain organization. And I've always felt that an organized home definitely runs smoothly, runs more smoothly. And people will tease me because I have definitely always been sort of a neat freak um, and like to have things in order. And honestly, I think it's because I feel like that's the only thing that I have control over in my life sometimes. And that has definitely been helpful. So I actually don't like to do too much on a Sunday because I really love to prep for the week ahead. And I'm not, I know many people will spend time food prepping. If I were to food prep, I would just be making cookies and, you know, stocking up on ice cream. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about food prep. Although <laughs> if you do like to do that, good for you. That is awesome. And I'm jealous because I would like to say that I take the time to do that. But for me, getting organized on a Sunday is really just making sure that I have the week planned out, um, that if there is any schoolwork or school papers that I need to review for that week, uh, 
if there are any dates that I need to be aware of, assignments that maybe do that I need to check up on. Um, I like to make sure that I have a list. I'm big on the lists and get that all organized so I know what's coming up for that week. And outside of COVID, if it's just a regular week, I like to look at what's going on as far as therapy appointments, what is going on with my daughter's schedule, whether she's got cheer, dance, anything like that. And then in addition to what my husband has for appointments, what I have on my plate with work and trying to schedule in other things that maybe social events, again, when life is just actually back to quote unquote normal. But getting organized for the week has always been very helpful. So in addition to that. I like to also make sure that laundry is done and the house is tidied up and neat. And I feel like it makes such a huge difference in how I approach the week. And I've noticed that on the weeks that I don't get to do that on my Sunday, and I'm not talking that I do that all day and I don't ever get to enjoy the Sunday, but I definitely try to take at least a couple of hours to get things sorted out and organized so that I head into the week feeling like I'm on top of it all and not like I'm constantly chasing my tail. But if this whole organization thing is new to you, then a good tip is just to start small with your organizing efforts. And if everything in your house just feels overwhelming, of course, don't try to tackle it all in a weekend or even in a day or a week. Just start. Say there's a room, say there's a closet you want to tackle. Start there. And I really think that just that, little by little, one small project makes such a difference because the idea is to think of it as a series of small projects instead of one overwhelmingly huge one. And you can start with closets, but then afterwards, you can go into your drawers and paperwork. And for my family, I have definitely created a system where I have binders for each child. And for my son, I have a special binder for all of his therapy notes and appointments and notes from doctors and IEP meeting paperwork. So it's been very helpful to be able to have a binder for each family member, including myself and my husband. And when I know that I'm looking for something, I know which binder to go for. And of course, that might not work for everyone. But that is something that really has helped me in feeling like I have some sense of control over what's going on, especially with all of the needs of each of my children. So organization has definitely been key. And I also think that communication between your family members, whether with your children, with your partner, communication is key in trying to really reduce the stress. And how many times are you having a conversation and you're semi paying attention because you're you're thinking about something else, you're looking at your phone, you've got another message, 
And I know what it's like, especially this year when you're working inside the home and you're schooling inside the home, you're trying to constantly multitask and it's really hard to try to do one thing at a time this year because I felt like that was something that I had gotten under control with putting my phone down and making sure that I'm paying attention. But in this year, in this crazy year where your home is your work, your school, your playtime and place to relax, but you're not really relaxing because you're always on the go. It's, I feel like it's even harder to put up the boundaries of, okay, I'm done with work. Now I'm talking with my children or I'm talking with my husband. And I think if we just stop and we have some dedicated time where we're talking to each other and we are absolutely not focused on anything else but communicating what we are actually needing or just want to talk about, I think that that makes a huge difference in trying to reduce the stress. And just from a husband and wife perspective, when I am talking to my husband and I know that he has his face in his computer screen and he is half listening to me and believe me, I am guilty of the same exact thing. And we will then get completely agitated because we feel like the other person didn't listen to us when it comes up later. And I'll be like, I, I told you that. I told you that earlier, but he wasn't listening. And he'll do the same for me. He'll say, I told you that. I'm like, no, you didn't tell me that. Yes, I did. And he most likely did, but I wasn't listening. Well, I was half listening, but that's what I'm saying. It doesn't, that doesn't count. And I feel like that is something that is so big right now because I'm constantly within these walls and I'm there are no boundaries. My work and home life, mom life, they're all mixed together. And my conversations are no longer solely focused on the conversation because I am multitasking at a level that I wasn't doing before, if that makes sense. So I think that communication is huge and I think that we have to really be cognizant of how we are really blending it all together this year just because of the situation. And it's even more important to set up the boundaries of work is work and when you're not working to put it away, even though you work from home and take the time to communicate and truly listen to the kids, to your husband, so that there is less stress. Because I promise if you both feel like you're listening to each other, that is definitely going to create less stress. As well as the kids, make sure that they are fully paying attention to your requests and what you're needing for them to do and not having their face buried in a screen. And I think another really important way to reduce stress is to learn to say no. Because I think many of us, especially moms, we, it's almost like a badge of honor just being very busy all the time. And I think many of us may struggle to say no because we fear rejection and we're just people pleasers. And I think a lot of it 
is sometimes rooted from our childhood. And it's really hard to get over that. But I really think that it's such a big component as to why so many of us feel so stressed all the time. And maybe it's because you do always want to please everyone. Maybe you can't say no because of FOMO and you don't want to miss out. But really, in this year, no one's really missing out on anything. So just keep that in mind. But if your plate is full, as I know mine is, and with my children, especially my son, requiring so much from me, the only way that I can be a semi-decent mom who's semi-sane is by learning to say no. And that has made all the difference in the world for me. And it was very, very hard at first because I feared that I would let people down if I said no. I feared that I would look selfish if I said no and I couldn't help out a friend. And I get that if you're new to learning to be able to say no when you're trying to people please, that it is a process and it's going to to be difficult at first, but you do not have to respond right away to everyone. You can tell people when they ask you to do something, you can say, I do need to check my schedule and I'll have to get back to you. It's perfectly acceptable to do that and try to keep it to text or email because if you're new to saying no, that is obviously going to make it a lot easier. And I'm not talking about making up excuses because you don't have to lie. <laughs> you just have to be honest. It's okay to be honest and say, no, there is nothing wrong with it. In fact, it's actually going to allow you to just be a better mom and person in general. And if you're struggling to say no, bear in mind that a famous billionaire, Warren Buffett, had said that successful people say no to almost everything. Because saying no allows you to say yes, what's important to you. And it gives you time to be that better mom and to be that better wife. And also to have the time to explore and work on the things that you love and enjoy. So in turn, that immediately will help reduce your stress. And I know that has been so huge for me in helping me to feel like I've got more control over my life and I'm not always trying to make everyone a priority before me, even though I'm a mom and obviously I still do that. But I have definitely gotten better and it has made all the difference. And finally, the most important thing that we can do to reduce stress is prayer. And you've heard it before, let go and let God. And many times that is just what we have to do. Now, a lot of what I have mentioned when I'm talking about organization, communication, and learning to say no, that's sort of dealing with the overwhelm of the day-to-day -day in life. But what if your stress is caused by more than just that? And it's caused by things that are completely out of control and that no matter what we try, we just can't fix. Maybe a loved one is sick, or if you do have a child with a disability, it's not something that there's a simple fix or cure for, and that alone can cause you great stress and anxiety. And that is 
probably the most important time for you to sit there and pray and just pray all day. And I've said it before, I will often say, God help me. And it's just that little prayer that is me consciously just letting it go. Because there are some things that I have to remind myself that no matter what I try to do, I simply cannot fix. And I think the realization of that just recognizing that, truly recognizing that, and you hear it all the time, and you can hear it over and over again, but until you personally recognize that some things are completely out of your hands and that the most important thing for you to do to help relieve your stress is to simply let go and let God, then that's what you need to do. And I'm not saying that it's easy, because believe me, I know that it's not, because there have been so many times and it happens on the daily basis with my kids but most importantly I am talking about things when I'm worrying about my son and the future and I've talked about it here before as well and I could go off in a tangent and completely worry like crazy and yes I, I am guilty of that time to time I absolutely still do that but it is completely up to me to rein that crazy in and say a prayer. Sit and reflect on all that I have been blessed with in all the progress that has been made. And just silly progress. Not silly. I mean, it's a big thing. But my son repeating the same thing over and over and talking about a movie. There was a point in time up until he was like six years old that he couldn't speak. He wouldn't have conversation with me. He could say single words to say juice or, you know, dog, things like that. But to actually put a sentence together and tell me about something that he has interest in, that couldn't happen. And those are the moments where I try to remind myself that I prayed for that, even though sometimes I really want to put my head through a wall. I'm blessed that we've had that progress. And no, although it's not perfect, it's progress. Nonetheless, less. And it's huge progress. And I try to remember that in all the stress, in all the worry, and in my prayers, so that when I'm asking God to take care of something, Jesus, take the wheel, it's all yours. At the same time, I'm reminded that there has been so many great things that have come along in the difficulties of this journey. So if you're a mom who is completely feeling stress because everything is so hard, and it's nothing that organization, communication, and learning to say no can completely fix. I get it. I know. I have been there. And that solution is strictly to pray. And no, it's not an overnight solution. But I promise you that the peace that I have felt in moments of just complete silence when I am alone and talking to God has definitely helped me to feel like, okay, I can do this. I can do another day. And you can too. And I am here to remind you of that. And if you haven't joined the Courageously Mom Facebook group yet, then please find us and join us. And I'm trying to build a community of moms that just get it and are here and there to encourage each other and cheer each other on every step of the way. And I would love it if you would join us and we can continue conversations in there. So until next time, I am sending you so much love and please don't ever forget that you've got this. 
there, me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.